0: Good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As it is the first Friday of the month, this is the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And this is Father Stosh Daly joining you live in the studio with Chuck and Joanne
1: Wilson. Good morning. Good morning, Father.
0: As we enter into this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus on this first Friday of the month, we invite you to join us as we offer up the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Well, good morning, Father. Beautiful morning. It is beautiful. And uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the Congress coming up, 12th Annual Congress. And I was reflecting back, Father, when we first met at La Chatelaine 12 years ago plus. 12 years ago. And and you were just a rookie (laughs) priest who... uh, I was the water boy. Who... (laughs) shared with us... Chuck, we hi. were
2: 12 years younger, too.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Who shared with us about your commitment to spreading this devotion of the Sacred Heart. That's true. Yeah. And one of the things that came out of that breakfast was, we need to have a Congress.
0: That's true. Yes. And
1: thinking, we didn't
2: know what that word even meant. Yeah.
1: And we're thinking, well, we got conferences, men's conferences, women's conferences, yeah. and we decided to make it in the fall But what was your thought about bringing the Congress to the Diocese of Columbus at that time?
0: Well, I mean, if we keep in mind, like by that point in time when we had all met, um, the enthronements had been taking place for a couple of years already. So we, we probably already had at that time, you know, a couple hundred households that had the Lord enthroned to the Sacred Heart in their family life. Or individuals who had, you know, kind of entrusted themselves to the Lord's because sacred of heart. you, Father. Well, yes, because of Jesus. Sales not manifest. because of Jesus. Of you. Because of Jesus. <laughs> okay, exactly. and you were and so, his instrument. But you know, you guys had highlighted how you know, and at that time, if you remember, mm-hmm. the men's conference and the women's conference had each dedicated, you know, mm-hmm. some significant time on advocating like that greater an- attentiveness and awareness to the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. And we could just see this, you know, we as we were talking about, it, we could see that this was going to just take off and grow. It was going to explode. And the idea was that it's not one and done. It's right. not, well, I'm just going to do this and everything's going to get better. And then if it doesn't, yeah. I'm checking out. Yeah. No, the idea was this is a new way of life. And mm. whenever we enter into something new, a new chapter, a new way of life, a new school for some of our young ones going off to school, you know, right now, um, you need, you need the help of others who have also already been there. So the idea of the Congress is really to bring people together yearly so that they could encourage one another, build one another up, whether that is explicitly in conversation or just implicitly by one another's presence.
2: It's so powerful. Just to
0: hold up one another in prayer, with one another while mm-hmm. in prayer. And then also, you know, just having that consolation of knowing, I have given my Lord my life to the Lord. I have brought the life of the Lord into my home. I have enthroned the sacred heart of Jesus over my life, my household. And there are others who have done that as well. So on the one hand, the information that is disseminated, the talks that are given, the homilies that are preached, it's meant to kind of help those seeds that have been planted by the Holy Spirit to go deep.
2: It's such a
0: renewal.
1: Yeah. And um, I think at this point, um, we're going to have a guest, Tim Bowie, on Yeah. this year. He's going to be, I'm sure, is Tim there? Have we called Tim?
3: I'm here. Good morning. Hey, Tim. Oh, good, good morning.
1: Oh, good morning, Tim. Great. And uh, Tim is currently president of the board of Sacred Art Enthronement Network and attends St. Uh, Seton Parish in Pickerington with his wife, Tina, and family and serves on the board of St. Gabriel Radio. And But Tim's going to be our MC this year yeah. and wanted Tim to come on and- share all the exciting news about the upcoming 12th Annual Congress at St. Paul's on November 4th. So welcome, Tim.
3: Thank you. And uh, I I love the way Father Stash started with um, a new way of life. I remember for me, we did the enthronement to the Sacred Heart several years ago, and I want to say we did it. Uh, But last year, uh, through regular adoration, something really changed for me, and I really started... Living with the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist became so much different for me, so important, and life has never been the same since.
4: That's yeah, probably
3: why I'm going to be the MC and uh, now president of the Board of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. Uh, but today's conversation is about the Congress. We're so excited to have the 12th Annual Congress at St. Paul's again on November 4th, starting at 8 a.m. with the Rosary. And doors open at 7.30 a.m., and you can register on WelcomeHisHeart.com. Uh, we're going to start with Mass with the most Reverend and awesome, if you can say that together, um, Bishop Earl Fernandez. Uh, such a blessing to have him in our, uh, leading us and shepherding us in our community. Uh, speakers, uh, Father or Monsignor Frank Lane, uh, who is pastor of Sacred Heart Church, and St. John the Pap- Baptist, and uh, previously at St. Margaret, Cortona, and St. Andrews, and our very own National Director of Sacred Heart Enthrownment Network, Emily Jaminette, oh. who is also an author. <laughs> and Emily's going to be jamming about the holy habits from the sacred heart and ten ways to build stronger, more loving relationships. And don't we really need that in our families today? That's what this uh, Congress is about, is reviving the family through the sacred heart and the Eucharist, and this year, speaking of family at the Congress, uh, we're going to have um, a new thing provided for our children, uh, kindergarten and up, uh, following the morning Mass. And this is provided by the Daughters of the Holy of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. Uh, they serve as St. Paul's Parish and the Diocese, and we're going to have a special program for the children. So, all ages are welcome to attend. If you've done an enthronement. Come on, you're welcome to attend, to be around fellow Catholics who have done the same and just enrich your life. If you've never done it and you're interested in wondering what it's all about, this is the place to come. Because there's going to be a lot of people who know about the heart, the Sacred Heart, um, and about the Eucharist. Um, And Father Stash Daly, thank you. You'll be leading us through adoration and benediction. So again, we welcome you and encourage you to sign up at WelcomeHisHeart.com. You can scan this QR code on your phone right now from the radio. Of course, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Go there on November 4th, 8 a.m. to noon. Half day of your life or half day of your morning and your day will change your life forever. Tim, I'm so
2: excited that the children, (laughs) that we have a program for children this year, Because, you know, so many times, I mean, I know when our children were young and now having the grandchildren, you know, it really is difficult for young families to, you know, get a babysitter and to be able to come. And it's also a family affair. Enthroning your home is about families. So uh, I think, and the sisters just couldn't be a better, uh, you know, guardians and Instructors. I'm sure they'll even have uh, Sacred Heart coloring pages. So it's just going to (laughs) be a wonderful, wonderful day.
1: And also, and also, Tim, um, we're just keeping the prices the same: the fifteen dollars for the individual, and twenty-five dollars for the family, whether it's four children or two children or one. But no one's
2: ever turned away.
1: And uh, you know, I think as Joanne mentioned, when I heard about this program. Uh, with the children, and it's really, uh, we list it from K through uh, 12, but there'll be five different breakout groups, different age groups, and uh, to really help build, uh, continue and build the faith. But the most important thing is what Jesus has said, let the children come to me. And I think that's what the heart of love, that's what the sacred heart is, is allowing the children to enter into his heart, the authentic love, the real love, and to be able to be loved so that then they can love others. So this children's program is going to be just uh, after the, uh, what is it Tim, is it after the mass?
3: Yes, after the mass the children will uh, move over from uh, the sanctuary from the church over to the activity center at St.
1: Paul's. Perfect. And um, so again, where can they register? WelcomeHisHeart.com. That's uh,
3: WelcomeHisHeart, all one word, .com. And so I just, if you're yearning for peace, protection, joy for your family, for a Christ-centered home, I can tell you one of the promises of the 12 promises uh, that really stands out to me and that I experienced in my family is Jesus told St. Margaret Mary Alico 350 years ago these 12 promises And one of them is, I will establish peace in their homes. I can tell you, I've got four kids and two sons-in-laws, and my family gets along so well. And I know it's from since we established Jesus as king in our home and our family. So if you want that peace and joy and protection, there's one way there. I can't
2: imagine anyone who doesn't, Tim.
1: Well, you know, and this— This quote, Tim, I I think of you and us back in 1990 and other families enthroned, but I like it when you say, if you haven't enthroned, just come. You know, it's like, um, I I, I remember um, Emily, our national director, said to me, isn't it interesting uh, that our Lord said, put some blood over the lintel uh, so the uh, death does not come upon your household? And then I thought, would I have today put that blood on my lintel? And then when they said, you know, build the ship, build the Noah, Noah build it, I would have said, everybody's making fun of them and thinking, wow, would I have really stood out at that point? And now our Lord says, I just want you to expose and honor my image of the Sacred Heart in your home, so you, so I can be the king, brother, and friend of your home and work with that home to establish, as you say, that peace, true love. And I think this quote um, sort of shares a little bit what you were talking about. We believe that true restoration begins one heart and home at a time and expands to the greater community. And I think we've been blessed, but as Father said, Tim, and maybe in closing, you have a reflection. This is not a once and done.
3: No, it's, it, it was a once-and-done-for-me, kind of, uh, but then uh, the Holy Spirit just drew me in. again in adoration. I'm uh, praying before uh, the living body, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, and I was on my knees on, holding on to that cross, and he said, live this, and I'm living it now, and it's so joyful and so peaceful to be a part of it. And I invite everyone, everyone listening— Come on in. There's plenty of room. And by the way, we're going to be streaming this. If you're local, come on to St. Paul's. If you're not, if you're listening to this on the uh, Magical Airwaves, we will be streaming this. It will be available in every state. Oh, that's beautiful. And many countries will be dialing in uh, to uh, participate in the Congress. Oh, we so we invite far and wide, come and join us, November 4th, 8 a.m.,
1: Okay. Well, Tim, thank you for joining us. You have a blessed day. And again, the theme of the Sacred Heart Congress this this year is reviving the family through the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. And who does not need a little revival in the family life? So God bless you, Tim. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you there. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Well, Father, your reflections on the Congress... And your own personal invite for others, why should they come to the congress um uh, be, yeah just why why should they come
0: well i you know one of the things i <clears throat> I want to thank Tim for his uh his time on the air and also like that personal witness about his own family, hmm. you know, yes. and he how he highlighted how you know yeah. he and his household had uh basically heeded the words of Joshua they will serve the Lord, you know, and so they did the enthronement, Um, they declared the Lord Jesus Christ in his most sacred heart as king, brother, and friend. But you can tell based on what he said, um, you know, it's not what he did, it was just what he said. You know, he maintained his adoration, he maintained that devotedness to the church, and then all of a sudden things started to come together, you know, and it it was just a beautiful way, it it was complementing that prayer life that was already there, And I I think that's something that is really important to encourage our listeners who already have done the enthronement to consider, and then also for the consideration of those that may consider enthroning the Lord. You know, there's um, no magic involved. We don't don't believe in that stuff. Uh, The idea is that wherever we are, as we are right now, we open the door to our hearts to the Lord to enter. And then we allow him to meet us where we are, and then we start to journey with him when he says, okay, now it's time to get up and go. And we have these beautiful events coming up, you know, uh, whether it's today, the first Friday of the month of September, today's a beautiful day, go visit our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. You know, just go visit him. Attend Holy Mass. If you're in a state of grace and you receive our Lord and Holy Communion, offer up those graces in reparation of the sins against the heart of Jesus. That's every first Friday. That's a that's a huge day once a month where we can rekindle or renew our love for the Lord, and also reopen ourselves to His love for us. But then on top of like these monthly events, uh, last night's gathering for those who are devoted to the Sacred Heart. You know, and they were beautiful, you know, it was beautiful. opportunities to kind mm-hmm. of learn more, hear more, love more, pray more, and yet not do it alone. You're doing it with others who also have that belief. There's the Sunday night Rosary. Uh, newsletters and whatnot, email newsletters. But then you have this Congress coming up and that's something where the more difficult it is to get there, the more important it's that we have to try. true? You know, the more hurdles that pop up, the more mountains that start erupting, you know, and it's like, okay, well, what is trying to keep me from getting there? Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things, you know, there's nothing bad at the Congress. It's only good. And so... If there's a wrestling match within to try to get there, you just kind of have to ask yourself, What is trying to keep me from getting to an event that is all about Jesus? <laughs>
1: you know, you know, I, Father, I when, find that more and more when you say yeah. that. I, I think one of the things that prevent is people say, Well, I've been thrown, but nothing's happened.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're still here though, <laughs> 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 so and the game's not over. The
1: game, and I think that's it's the Lord's timing, it's true. You know, we oh, we yeah. want. Yeah instant results. Yeah. No, We've been it, it's thrown, absolutely true. All right. Children are back in mass. Yeah. Families are together. We're happy ever after.
0: I'm, yeah, that's true. And
1: unfortunately, yeah. the Lord has us preparing for these crosses we're going to bear. Yeah. So then allow his heart to take over. Mm. And
2: we all, and we also say he reveals to heal. Yeah. So, absolutely. you know, things might need to come to light. That maybe are not pleasant, that are difficult to navigate. But the end game is healing and joy and and there are extra graces to get through these things in life.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Lord is the only guest who will always, upon entering your home, start rearranging the furniture without asking. <laughs> I mean, you might have other weird guests who do that, and then you're like, I'm never having them back ever again. But the Lord comes in and does that. But the thing is, you know, when the Lord starts, when when we mm-hmm. invite him into our home, when we invite yeah. him into our soul, when we invite him into our life, when we invite him into our family, our friends, whatever the case may be, we invite him in. Yes, he's going to enter. Yes, he's going to start moving things around. He's going to do that. And will that always be enjoyable? No, it's not. Because when he Mm -hmm. starts moving things around, like you said, Joanne, that beautiful line, you know, he reveals us to heal. He's going to start shining the light and things and in areas and in wounds yeah, that we have just learned how to somehow plow along with, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's not, that's not what the Lord's plan for us is, you know? And the other thing, you know, it's just kind of like that. It's a new way of life. You know, I mean, if you think about it, for a lot of people who do not know anything about the Sacred Heart, which on the one hand is kind of like, how could you not know about the the Sacred Heart of Jesus? But then again, those who do, you know, every First Friday, there's a special significance there. There's an importance there. And it's a new way of life, once again. If you don't kind of try to put on that new way of life— then what's the first Friday of the month mean? It's just another day you have to do something different, do something special for someone else. Well, that's not the way the attitude is. you know when when we enthrone the Lord in our life as king, brother and friend, every first Friday is a day to renew, rekindle, and revisit so as to relive. You
1: and know? you know Father this is the quote from uh, Saint Margaret Mary um, uh, that Jesus gave her. And uh, so forth. For those who receive Holy Communion on the first Fridays of consecutive months, the grace of final repentance, they will not die under my displeasure or without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart making itself their assured refuge at the last moment. Mm. You know, I think we have a hard time saying, well, should I believe that?
0: Yeah, it's you true. Know,
1: yeah. But it's true. Yeah, it's and true. And why yeah. not? Yeah, what I think the challenge there is for two challenges. One, if you've never enthroned, just say yes. Yeah, because the timing is never going to be right. It's right right today. Yeah, and second of all, he wants his image in your home. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He's not saying just do it. No, he wants the Sacred Heart image in your home, because he knows when you look at that heart. That's going to help you start to change your heart. Yeah.
2: Well, last night we had our meeting, which we have on every Thursday, first Thursday in vigil for the um, first Friday. And, you know, I really encourage you to come to these meetings because they are also many renewals throughout the year. And we had a wonderful speaker about the history of how did we get here in this dark culture and attack on families. But then, you, you know, it was a deeper understanding of our history that this didn't happen overnight. But what is the solution? Where do we go? Mm-hmm. Feeling overwhelmed sometimes with um, with the darkness and that's despair, out there. And despair. And despair. Yeah. And we go to the Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. And he has not abandoned us. And, you know, speaking about that promise, Chuck, about the promise of being there, you know, in the final time, here I am last night coming home for like 15 minutes, and I get a phone call from my sister, and my brother-in-law is probably dying. Mm. But the peace, the peace that she has in that you know they have as she said we've walked it we love the lord we're we're here in his hands and you know that doesn't come without grace but the grace is being offered so what we have to do is cooperate with the grace but it's so um it's such a witness when you see others whether they're your loved ones or friends who have been walking in the grace and that the Lord does not abandon them. The Lord is with them in that peace, in that moment, because he is Lord and he wants to be, but he waits for us to open our hearts. So I just, again, encourage you, invite you to just uh, make it a new day, make it a new day of saying, this is the day the Lord has made. And this is when we are going to reclaim our home or renew our home or open that door. Just do it.
1: Yeah. Just do it. And I think also uh, just make the first Fridays. I mean, this is the great mission. Mm -hmm. He's given us the great mission on first Fridays. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to give you everything that you're going to need at the moment of your death. And I, I, and we've witnessed it. We've witnessed it with people that have, Enthroned, and um, we're witnessing it now. And we're witnessing, but it's really powerful. Mm. So don't take this lightly. And the other thing is, I, I think for you that have enthroned, just make a renewal. For those that have not enthroned, go ahead and enthroned
2: and share it
1: and share, share it with yeah, others because it's going to take one home, one one heart, one home at a time. Yeah. Uh, and the final thing is, I remember when. Joanne was good at this. I was not the advocate of, of bringing all their four children with us everywhere we went to, mass or to a talk, and we brought them at a young age. But I look back and that was their formation.
0: Nothing's
1: Don't true. underestimate a nine-year-old or a seven-year-old. Right. And Father, maybe comment on that.
0: Well, I you know there's a lot of. Um... <laughs>
1: I like the like even to
2: if they these... have to go to the bathroom just <laughs> at the moment when yes. you know.
0: Well, I... There's two things going on here, really. You know, don't underestimate God's love for your child, uh-huh, and the fact that the good. Lord will do what He needs to do to cultivate an openness within them for for Him in their hearts. And then the other thing, like you said, is don't underestimate the child's love for the Lord. You know, and I think you know the the parents really are kind of like uh, sacred custodians. They've been entrusted with the soul of that child but the soul of the child belongs to the Lord. You know all of this nonsense being debated and discussed and fought over in legal realms within this country is just absolutely ridiculous. None of us belong to ourselves. Yeah. We belong to the Lord. Yeah. But when the society turns us back on the Lord, it's just everything's up for a free for all. But we are all we all belong to him. We are his treasure, we're not our own you know we respect we love we treasure one another because we know we belong to the lord and so when we have that temptation of thinking like oh my child's not going to get anything out of this it's like well the lord loves that child more than you ever could and the lord will do anything he has to to get into the soul of that child so as to cultivate the basically the heavenly kingdom right now and then little ones are always fascinated by beauty little ones are fascinated by the lord you know so we just have to make sure that of course there's always going to be that opportunity to explain catechize build the bridge you know fill the gap type thing so that if children have questions what are we doing afterwards you know but and i think we also need to call certain things out you know there are things that are boring but oftentimes most things that are boring are boring because we've made them to be boring. yeah you know and so When we take our children to Mass, and then the children say Mass was boring, it's because the very first teachers they have in their life, Mom and Dad, look like they were bored out of their mind at Mass. Or
2: maybe because they can't see anything. Exactly. They're so far back. So you have
0: to learn how to fill the gap. Yeah,
2: and also bring some, you know, if you're going to bring a coloring book for someone who's very small, make it a a religious coloring book. Mm. They're beautiful ones for sale. Or you know, if you're going to have little people, have little statues of Jesus and Mary, you know, have books about the
0: yeah. Mass. And I, I think that's one Simple of the reasons books. why the, the addition of the children's program at the Congress is oh, so beautiful. Oh, so wonderful! To have the sisters kind of build on the Mass, yeah, by helping the message that's being shared in the in the church with the adults, help that message be shared with the children at that age appropriate level, right? Yeah. So that they yeah. can experience the the mission of the Mm -hmm. lord's love and the reality the power the effect of the lord's love so i mean it's really it's just a beautiful thing and when i mean you know my primary assignment's at the seminary so most of my conversations with priests are priests from across the country and i mean it's really there is a starvation taking place people are starving Mm -hmm. for good things to happen amazing things to happen people are just desperate for the lord to just kind of like Send the wind down.
2: Well, and you know another thing that we can do as a congregation is affirm the children that are there and the mm. families that are yeah. there. And you know, instead of just like looking at them like, "Oh, that child is little," <laughs> yeah. we well, a beautiful family. Yeah,
1: you know, true.
2: so great to see you. That well, goes Father, as way. we
1: come to closure on the session one today, just remind the people it's the twelfth annual Sacred Heart Congress. Uh, go to WelcomeIsHeart.com. Uh This year, we've talked about the two aspects of it. We're going to have the Mass with the Bishop, wonderful speakers, Monsignor Lane, and our National Director, Emily Jaminette. Uh, but after the Mass, we're going to have a program for the children uh, with the daughters of Mary the Sacred Heart, and uh, it's going to be just a wonderful program so we're going to close in prayer, but go to com. Thank
2: you Chuck. you always but we haven't back. we haven't
0: set the date. <laughs> November fourth. <laughs> yeah, so we have some time. Yeah, time? but register now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: register now. Yeah, See, this is register how we work. Now. This is how we work. And Ann it's is like tomorrow. <laughs> and it's from the eight to twelve. Help each other. We, we've always kept Help. it a half day, Father. Okay.
0: Sounds good. As we bring this first segment of the Sacred Heart Hour to a close, we invite you to join us as we enter into a prayer called the Daily Covenant Renewal. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, renew we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our families and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Holy Eucharist. We thank you, dear Lord, for all the blessings of this day, and we ask you to protect us and all families and help us to live so that we might get to heaven. Amen. Amen.
4: The woman caught in adultery felt worthless. She found a new identity when a man stood between her and her executioners. Let anyone without sin cast the first stone. One by one they walked away. Is there anyone left who condemns you? Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Peter felt unworthy when he first met Jesus. He fell to his knees and said, Depart from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Jesus saw something more in Peter than he saw in himself. Come, follow me. You'll be a fisher of men. St. Paul was a persecutor of Christians. In one of the simplest and most heroic acts in early Christian history, Ananias, who had been hiding from Paul, went to pray over him. He didn't say, Saul, you murderer. He said, Saul, my brother, our Lord sent me. Forgiven, fisher of men, brother. Have you defined yourself in light of your sin or weakness? Jesus is reaching out to you now, calling you by a new name. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com.
5: Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. We are Catholic. Welcome home.
0: Good morning and welcome back to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on this Sacred Heart Hour here on the first Friday of the month of September. As it is the first Friday of the month, it's a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in that dedication, we are invited by the Lord, we are invited by the whole church to make acts of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Principally, we attend Holy Mass, we receive our Lord in Holy Communion, we make a good confession. We offer up prayers. We just allow the Lord to kind of fill our mind and fill our heart. So we do so by beginning the day with this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Chuck and Joanne Wilson are joining me, Father Stash, in the studio live for this hour.
1: Good morning.
0: As we enter into the second segment of this hour, we just invite you as we just kind of consecrate the remaining part of this hour to the Lord's Sacred Heart. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you. I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. In the Amen. name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Father, could we pray that again? Make me humble, because patient, pure. <laughs> this was a tough morning for me, Father. And I, I don't think I was humble. And... I don't think I was patient. Oh. But you know what changed? I love that prayer. What changed? When we went to Mass at oh. 6.30. All that.
0: So how early were you lacking humility and um, grace? <laughs> Mass is at six thirty. <laughs> my goodness,
1: Father, I, 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 I was up a little bit earlier, four thirty-five, and uh, I
0: don't think I start coming until no. like noon. So
2: but, <laughs> I knew but something it, had changed when he said, "Let's get a donut after mass."
0: Oh, that is a huge.
2: I know. He's are
0: First no time
1: ever. I, I knew. I, I knew. I had to give my wife some sugar. Oh, no sweetness. <laughs> So even if we I can't make it up he, no. <laughs> and uh, so I think as we enter into the sacred heart hour, what we're saying is life goes on. It's real.
0: It's true. Oh, and yeah. we're going
1: to get some curveballs thrown at us.
0: It's the true. question is,
1: how do we come back? How do we humble ourselves? How do we ask for forgiveness? And I, you know, I think for me the sacred heart uh and growing up, as you know, I'm a convert. Oh yeah, I got to play that card. Playing
2: that card again. Yeah,
1: and uh, <laughs> I mean, the language you're talking, Father, I would never have understood. Yeah, Sacred Heart, Macular Heart. What is all this? But when I really go back to that split, 1600, I realize, Father, that split of the Church with the Reformation uh, on the Protestant side, which means protest, Protestant side, took out both hearts. Hmm. And I, I really believe that taking out both hearts, we took out a thonic, love, true love, love of a beating heart that wants to beat into our heart to change our hearts. And it was only until we enthroned our home in 1990 that my heart really started to change when I allowed the Lord's heart to enter into oh. my heart. Hmm. And even though I fail sometimes, 4:30 this morning. Mm-hmm. Five o'clock. You realize when we prayed that prayer, why don't we pray that? I want to challenge everybody. Pray that every day.
0: Mm, And if
1: you're going through a difficult time, pray it again.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Because that's what that prayer is and uh, so forth. So uh, that's just a slight sharing that just came to mind, Father, before we get into this great topic of, of welcoming all the families this fall back to... Their busy schedules of school and work and activities—it's uh, or- a nervous
2: time. It is very. They, they say yeah. stay nervous for children, but for parents, yeah, you know all the meetings and the school supplies and you know the homework and then the sports and I I can well remember just feeling overwhelmed. Mm.
5: Very
1: much so. And I also think I remember President of Franciscan University, Father Michael Scanlan, shared with us the hardest year for his students are the, is the freshman year. Yeah. He fit "In life,
0: yeah." The, I remember, I remember Father loneliest. Michael. Like, he would always say, "Like the loneliest people on earth are freshmen at college." Yeah, you know, and, and uh, yeah, there's a, a painful truth to that.
2: So they're vulnerable. Know? Very. So you really need to yeah. put them in the heart of Jesus.
1: And that's you know one right. one way to do it is, we have these nice images six, what are they, uh, five by sevens. Every student going to college should have one in their dorm, because that's going to calm them. That's going to be able to share who they really are, and who really loves them, because the college is not going to necessarily be their friend.
0: Yeah, you know I there was a. Um... A young fellow, he, he came to see me uh, just a couple of weeks before school started. And he had had a lot going on. I mean, just some things that happened. It kind of uh, brought him back to the seeds of the faith that his parents had made sure he received, and he received well. He went to Catholic schools and you know, as a college, and just a very fine, I mean, truly, like if you looked at this young man, you'd say, wow, he has everything Got very well put together.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But then when he starts talking, he's the questions come out and these are really good very sincere questions uh, just about like okay I mean the Lord has kind of revealed a few things that have really shaken me up a bit you know I, I haven't really practiced my faith the way I should have all through high school and now I'm in college and everything else and and uh, so I mean you could tell on the one hand there had been like a spiritual earthquake take place and yet on the other it's right on the cusp of summer going into a fall uh, vacation, going into school. And so, you know, there's all these things you want to tell them. There's all these things you want to give them. There's all, you know, it's like, okay, let's go back and do this kind of boot camp and that kind of training and everything else. And I didn't have any of that time. I
2: think that's typical. Father. You know? What did you do?
0: I just, I kind of said, come Holy spirit. And I said, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> this is what you need to know. You're loved. Hmm. And if you always remember that you are loved, You'll always hold yourself to a greater degree, a greater rule, and you won't let the world beat you up, and you won't let people tear you down. But what's the source of that love? I said, you have to remember it's the heart of Jesus, you know you have to remember it's the Lord himself. He's the one that loves you. He's the one that loves you so much that no mountain, no valley, nothing, none of the imagery that any of the great songs could ever possibly give us could ever summarize that love, but if you know deep down inside, if you actually know when you are at peace with the love that the Lord Jesus Christ has for you, you're going to be strong. It doesn't mean you're not going to fall. It doesn't mean yeah. you're not going to be perfect. No, but you're able to overcome that. And so, you know, I I loaded that kid up. I mean, how I did they
2: receive it? Shell shocked. hmm.
0: You know, the one word that we hear a billion times every day is also the one word that sometimes we look at and we listen to and we realize we've never received it in a long time. He knows, that young man knows beyond a shadow of doubt, that his mother and father love him and want the very best for him and hold him to a very high standard. He knows his family loves him, but when for some reason there was like, you know, the nail that finally shattered the glass, it just hit right there. You know, when you're alone, when you're off in that other city, now in the apartment or the house you're renting and you're in studies and whatnot, and there's no one there to walk with you to go to mass or invite you to go to mass, that has to be an act of your own. How do you do that? Well, you love. You know, you love the Lord. You try to love the Lord as much yeah. as He loves you. And, you know, Chuck, you mentioned, you know, all these students going off to college, students going off to mm-hmm. high school students going off to junior high, or maybe some of our youngest little ones going off for the first time to school, how do we fortify them? How do we help them? If not by reminding them, you are loved by the Lord Jesus Christ, and his love is amazing, but then your mom and dad you love. you know. Too many people have no one to remind them that you they're know, loved.
2: Father, that was one of the first things the Blessed Mother, and, and of course the church is still investigating, in Medjugorje. The Blessed Mother said, I came to tell you that God exists mm. and that he loves you. But if you really, it's in a nutshell. Yep. Because so now you're saying, yeah. oh, God doesn't exist. or well, it's your God, but no. not in my. And it's like, but he loves you. Yeah. He does exist. I
0: know. And I walked that young man through that, that little plaque you described to the Sacred Heart. Right. We've probably given out billions of those, Yeah, you know, and help people put them everywhere and anywhere. Um uh, And I just, I I gave that to him, put him in his hand, and I explained what the imagery meant. And I told him, I said, do not stick this in the closet. Don't put Mm -hmm. it in the shoebox. Don't put it in that plastic Rubbermaid container underneath your bed with those (laughs) Furbies or whatever else shoved down there. No, put it on the nightstand next to your bed. Put it on the desk, you know. Um, And when you see this, remember you are loved. When you see that flame, think of how real that fire of love is. When you see the heart, it's not hidden He's actually exposing it, so you can see it. There's no secrets in the life and of Jesus. And it's a place
2: you know? to go. Even um, you know, for me, it's so fresh. Last night, my sister calling, where to go yeah. to the Sacred Heart.
1: I know. To the yeah.
2: Sacred Heart.
1: Yep. Now, and now Joanne, so true. carry on with Father. You know, things you can do. I think your story, it's bringing us back, your, your Father, story once again. Uh, your story. Need of carpooling <laughs> and opening the morning in prayer (laughs) with whoever got in your car. That's right. Share a little bit about that because I think parents can do that.
2: Well, the car is a perfect place to just say no screens here, Mm. you know, Mm. and we communicate with each other, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the car. But to pray, to begin to pray the morning offering. But I also think it's important after you pray the Hail Mary or angel prayer, whatever is in your family tradition, to help them to be able to pray, you know, from their heart and to just, even if it's just a little, you know, oh, Jesus, thank you for this day. I have a test. Help me or whatever it is. I have a soccer game. Help me do my best. But just, you know, because I think to open up our hearts to the sacred heart of Jesus and the car is a perfect place, no matter if you're carpooling.
0: And they're captive.
2: And yes. So when I would drive to St. Charles, which was one rosary, you know, it was known that um, we were going to pray the rosary. Mm. And so I mean, people might call back. Thank you, Mrs. Wilson. I have another ride. <laughs> and it is <was> like wonderful. <laughs> but, you know, if you'd like to ride with us, uh, we'd love sure. to have you and they remember that now they're almost 50 <laughs> and they remember those days. They remember them fondly. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I, you know, maybe it's a bit of a challenge to start making the morning, a morning where prayer happens yeah. in your car.
1: And I think the second one, which is the big one is really to, to make mass a priority. Mm. And father, maybe People continue to think about Mass as, well, how do I like the priest? What did I think of the homily? Mm. They forget that it's Jesus up on the altar. So maybe remind our audience again what the importance of going to Mass is.
0: Well, I mean, first of all, it's just entering into that union with the Lord. You know, He wants to bring us to the Father in heaven. But He doesn't want to just do that at the end of life or in 80 years from now. He wants to do that in the Mass right now, every Sunday. He wants us to experience that incredible uh, moment of unity. We call it the beatific vision, if you will. You know, He wants us to experience the depth of the Father's love now. So the Sunday Mass has been given to us that opportunity, not only as a day of the Sabbath, the Lord's Day, the Sabbath rest, but also worship. He gives us the Mass. Now here's the thing. Um use this as a kind of like a to recalibrate things you know if in yourself or maybe in the household or in your family or in the kids there's just become some confusion over why are we going because we have to go okay well yeah. yes as a part of the ten Commandments yeah priests of the your church yeah exactly yeah. so yeah but Eventually, we have to move beyond that if we Mm -hmm. want there to be a true interior life. I'm going because I want to go. Well, why would I want to go? Because I know I'm loved by the Lord who I meet there. Now, here's the thing. If we're going to Holy Mass because it's entertaining, that's eventually going to wear off. We don't Mm -hmm. go to Holy Mass for entertainment. We go to Holy Mass for that experience of the living God. You know, of encountering the Lord, encountering the depth of His divine love, His divine mercy, that reality, forgiveness, and if we are in a state of grace, to then be able to go forward and receive our Lord in Holy Communion, and I say that with a big if, mm-hmm. you know. And people say, "Well, I don't want to stay back in the pew if I'm in a state of sin and not receive, because then I stand out." And
2: don't be in a state of sin. <laughs>
0: So we're going to like a true mother and grandmother, <laughs> then don't be in a state of sin, that's true, but at the same time it comes down to love. Uh-huh. we would not solely or dirty the one we love if we know you know you're not gonna walk into the grandma's house covered in mud because you were just working in the yard and give her a big hug. You're like, I need to get cleaned up first, you know, love you lots, grandma, let I, me get hey, clean
2: remember that children. <laughs> 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 when you come to our house. <laughs>
0: but and think of it like from the perspective of the loved one, they just want the child to hug them. They want the child to embrace yeah, them. It's yeah. like, I don't care if you're muddy. I don't care. No, but it's like, but proper respect, honor, reverence yeah. is due, you know. So I need to make sure I'm not covered in mud when I walk in the house and go give a hug. I have been welcomed to the house, but I need mm-hmm. to make sure I'm in that state of grace. You know, and I think, you know, we're we have that plague upon us right now of disbelief, unbelief in the true presence. Well, a lot of that is because We've all decided that there's no such thing as sin. Hmm. And there's no such thing as walking around covered in dirt and mud, even though, you know, there's that just that reality of darkness and sin. So if we can just allow the Lord to set us free from the reality of sin and darkness, then we're going to rush towards the banquet where we can feast and have that satisfaction that can come only from the Lord who loves us more than we can ever know. You
2: know, I think too, you know. Thinking about it's not what we're going to receive. It's also what we can give.
0: Absolutely. We can
2: give our life. Yeah. We can give our love. Yep, We can give our thanks. Yep. So that kind of switches, you know, from.
1: You know, Father, uh, the John 1010, you know, I think that resonates with me. And so the battle is how, how do I live it? John 10.10. I came so that they might have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. And I think of John Paul II, always wanting us to understand the gift of life and have it abundantly. And as we talk about uh, do we shoot high, Uh, if we miss, we're still okay. (laughs) we shoot in the middle and we miss, we're in trouble. Yeah. So... uh, (laughs) So I think the true. idea is to live your life yeah. going abundantly yeah. and showing the faith and your light. And I think of the reading today with the oils, Father. Mm-hmm. Would I have been in one of those, oh, I got to sleep. I'm not going to fill up my oil. <laughs> you know, the bridegroom's coming. It's true. Oh, he'll, he'll wait for me. It's true. And then yeah. the door locks. Yep. You know, there, there are choices and consequences yeah. to everything we do.
0: I always like to try to, you know, especially when I was preaching masses in the high schools or working with grade school kids, you know, as soon as you start talking about the 10 virgins, they're like, what the what? You know, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I said, you know, 10 teenagers left with their cell phones and only five of them remembered to bring a charger.
2: Oh, that's good. And they all
0: knew they were going to receive a very important message.
2: That's very good. And then
0: five of them fell asleep and woke up and their phone was dead. <laughs> and the other five woke up and they realized, I need to have my phone plugged in. And you're like, let us borrow your charger. Uh, no, hon, because I only have one percent of life in my battery. I need my charger. <laughs> I bet really that I don't ever forget my charger. <laughs> but we all know that panic, you know? And it's just when you help realize it's that being attentive. Oh. Being attentive, like you are going to be receiving the message of the Lord. He will be speaking to you. Are you attentive to it? Are you awake? Are you alert? Are you prepared? You know, and like you said, Chuck, there's hmm. that. Is that that reality of, you know, am I ready? Am I ready? Am I on? Am I on my A game? You know?
2: That's a very good one, Father.
0: Now I game? will
1: remember <laughs> that one, Father. The
2: charger and the cell
1: phone. I, I will remind my <laughs> wife of that one.
2: Oh, yeah, mine's never charged. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on this first Friday, you gave your wife some sugar and that donut, and now you also get to let her know, this keep is the, the phone plugged in.
1: <laughs> so, again, first Friday, Welcome is Heart. Go to com, and uh, so forth. And I know Father... Just and this co- is
0: a live show, This is haven't been to Totally and, uh, live.
1: <laughs> we've missed half the script, but we're, we're going to catch up. A couple things. We reminded the people first session yeah, so. on the 12th Annual Sacred Heart Congress. It's going to be November 4th at St. Paul's from 8 to noon. Uh, we're blessed mm. to have our Bishop Fernandez, Monsignor Lane, Father Daly, and Emily Jaminet.
0: And that's on November 4th. 4th. November so register 4th. today.
1: Register. Please do. <laughs> Please do. And also $15 individual, $25 family. But the theme is, and I think this is a great theme, reviving the family through the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. Because when you revive your heart, your heart leads you to the Eucharist. Mm. If you don't revive your heart, if you don't allow the Lord to change your heart, you go, well, that's not Jesus. But when you receive the Eucharist, you're receiving his divine heart. You're receiving the whole package. It's not like he leaves something out. It's all there. It's called, mm. we need his graces. And he wants to feed us. And I always go back to the wedding feast of Cana. Why was that the first miracle? Well, he knew that we would need all the graces necessary in matrimony. And I think for all couples out there, whatever the issues are right now, the answer is getting to the Eucharist, getting to be fed by Jesus and putting his heart at the center. And take whatever going on in your life and your marriage and your family And put it in the heart of Jesus. And if your children have left the church, there's good news. And thrown and put them in the heart of Jesus. And the heart of Jesus will be the one. Not you. Remember, we have a Savior. We are not the Savior. Very good, Jack. How about that, Father? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think I can quit.
1: (laughs) You can take it over. No, 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 no. you you have. You're at the head. You're at the head. Take it away, Father. All right, Father. Let's talk one thing right at the end. Feast of the Archangels: Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. Why is this so important? The feast of angels. Why do people struggle with angels?
0: (laughs) <laughs> Such light material in the last few minutes we have. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, you look ahead. <clears throat> so A lot of our young people are going back to school, getting involved in sports, getting involved in extracurricular activities. What are they going to be looking ahead? They're going to be looking forward for those big moments, those big days when they have to bring their A game. If they're in a sport or the band or some kind of club, you know, what are the big events? And then they orient the rest of their schedule around those big events, right? That's the same as us. You know, and the same as a family, what are the? We should do it at the beginning of the month. Look ahead. What are the big feast days? Those mm. are the big game days. Now let's reorient the rest of the schedule around what are we doing for those big game days, the feast days. You highlight the one of the holy archangels. Well, why is that so powerful? Well, because there is a lot of chaos and confusion out there. Mm. You know. Humans and angels will never mix and mingle. You know, an- humans are never going to be angels. Angels may appear sometimes mm-hmm. as humans, but they never want to be a human. Mm-hmm. They love being angels. And rightfully so, humans should really want to always, you know, appreciate the fullness of their humanity. But the angel, what does that even mean? A messenger. The angels are always and everywhere messengers of the Lord. And, of course, the different ranks of the angels, they each have their own particular tasks given to them by the Most High God. But their sole focus is worshiping the Lord. And some of the angels have been given a task of worshiping the Lord while also bringing us, we who have been entrusted to them, to the Lord. Then we have, of course, these three amazing, referenced by name in Sacred Scripture, archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. And each one of them referenced uh, in Sacred Scripture there's a particular mission at play, you know? There's a something particular that they do for the glorification of the Lord, the building up of the kingdom, and we learn that we can not only venerate them, have respect for them, but also beseech their assistance, seek their assistance, you know? Uh, perhaps probably one of the greatest want prayers is the St. Michael the Archangel prayer that a lot of us pray after Mass. Even our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has called all Catholic Christians to return to praying the St. Michael prayer after Mass. Well, really? Oh, yeah. I well, love why? That. Because the world has become now more than ever before a battlefield. Hmm. And it's not that it's at the end of Mass, it's before we return to the world. We have prayed the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, but it's like we need that. Protection. We need that guidance. We need that intercession of the Holy Archangel Michael, who of course led the uh, the army of the heavenly angels in subduing the army of pride and arrogance led by Lucifer. You know. Then you have someone like Gabriel, of course, the messenger and the Annunciation of Our Lady and the Annunciation of Saint Joseph. And then you have Raphael, who appears as the one who not only points out the way towards remedy and healing, but also the one who accompanies the traveler. You know, the, at any one point in our life, you know, we look to this feast day in September, the holy archangels. Okay, let's kind of have our life in that part of the month revolve around that feast day. What can we do to prepare what about for it? And our lead guardian away from it? Angel. Well, I mean, how many of us were taught the guardian angel prayer mm-hmm. and to say that and pray that and live it throughout the day? And yet, how many people today are not? To have that attentiveness to that presence of the one. Remember that conversation I alluded to earlier with that young man. Remember, you are loved. You are loved, you are loved, you are loved by the Lord Jesus Christ in his sacred heart. He loves you so much, he's even given you a guardian angel. Mm. Do not ignore the presence of your guardian angel. Lean on that guardian angel. Seek the guidance, the wisdom. You know, Learn the prayer. Memorize the prayer. Pray it often. That's the consolation that comes with being a disciple of Jesus. You know you are loved, and you know you're never alone. You know you always have the presence of others.
1: And I think in closing, if your hearts have been touched today, think of coming to the Congress— Think of renewing your enthronement and think of enthroning your family because what you're doing is allowing Jesus to be the king, brother, friend, and savior of your family and allowing, as Father said, to help rearrange so that you can deal with the crosses you have, but knowing everybody's in the state of heart, in a sacred heart. So Father, thank you this morning for joining us.
0: Flew by, Uh, as usual. uh, I'll tell you. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And uh, praise the Lord, and congratulations on your 15th anniversary to priesthood this year.
0: Thank you. Keep counting. (laughs) As we bring to a close this Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to just not only close out this hour in prayer, but also offer the rest of our day, this first Friday, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our king forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and our trials and our labors. And grant us to know thee better, love thee more, and serve thee without faltering. Amen.
5: Amen. Amen.